0: Tonight is Wednesday, October 6th, 2021, and this is the Fantasy Finish Line Podcast. Tonight we're going to preview week five of the NFL. Let's go, fantasy football. Let's go. Let's go.
1: LFG. And by the way, for those people in the chat room here on YouTube, the scotch is definitely royalty-free. But we're not drinking it tonight. We just have a Four Roses uh, small batch bourbon. And we've had a couple of these uh, guys before the show. We
0: finished the bottle of scotch before the show. We did. We Uh, didn't drink a bottle of scotch, but we finished off the bottle that we were drinking in previous shows.
1: In celebration of Jason's uh, birthday, which is next week. Uh, we've definitely had some drinks tonight, so just wanted to let you guys know that. And if you're interested in uh, joining us for a drink because you are watching concurrently, then uh, we we would love you to do so.
0: What are you drinking, Dave?
1: Uh, well, currently, I have the uh, Two Brothers Abel's Vice, which is the same thing I was drinking um, last Rest week. Last week? Okay. And then we also have a number of cool things from local breweries over there, if yeah, you want to describe them. I those. just,
0: if you saw me... Uh, finish off a drink during the intro by the way i am jason uh and that is dave and this is the fantasy finish line podcast we didn't do the 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 after intro intro that we normally do well
1: if you're listening you've you've read the title so you I probably guess, know who so. we are at this point and if
0: not you're gonna learn uh so i finished off the so hopped malted milk ball imperial stout uh a fantastic 10 percent imperial stout mm-hmm. that went well with uh really anything that you want to drink Um, So that was really good. I'm happy that we got to have some of that. And later on, what do we have? This is another So Beer. Needles Hazy Eye. A New England style IPA. In a a clever pun, if I may. And then we have this, Ripley. The Barrel Aged Imperial Stout Bourbon Whiskey. Um, Believe it or not. It's not a bourbon whiskey. It's barrel aged in bourbon whiskey barrels, I believe, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So... I bet this is going to be black as
1: night. Not a whiskey. It's a it's a beer. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's... If that was a whiskey, that would be terrifying. <laughs> but that looks amazing as a beer. So, I don't know if anybody else in the room needs any of this, but it's ready to go. There you go, Dave. Mm. Anyways, um, make sure that you guys uh, check us out on YouTube every week. You can subscribe to our channel. We are trying to build that up so that we can get to... Uh, our goal for the season and then we would also like you to subscribe on twitter follow us on twitter uh check us out on facebook if it's not down i believe instagram is up again so way to go um and then uh yeah just we're drink five anywhere you go on the social medias it's easy to find us you don't need to know all the specific information that's what google's for
1: He's right. really, he's he, really, I think you were going to say something. He's checking in with the masses here. He knows that Facebook had an outage. Yeah, yeah I know. He's, uh, he's experiencing that along with everything. Reddit else. told me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness you jump ship from one social media empire to another.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, we have a, a ton of, uh, of good content today, but... I think the the meat and potatoes of the show, after we talk about injuries, et cetera, uh, is going to be a live Q&A with Jason and myself. And if anybody wants to ask Jason anything, he's open for it because it's his birthday show. Okay. So uh, fantasy uh, football-oriented, please. If you
0: need life advice, we can uh, help you screw up your life. But we can help you with that as well. Yeah. Dave, you're a little dark here. You might want to adjust that. What does that uh, mean? While I start out the... uh, um the uh, trends uh that we've got going on okay. the injuries doubts um so Jimmy Garoppolo was initially uh thought to have a multi-week calf injury uh he exited Sunday's game he was really poor in that game uh did not play well he did not he has not played well really all season he has not topped 20 fantasy points um and the NBC Sports Edge formerly uh Roto World where we like to you know point out that it's a great Uh, player news feed where you can keep updated on uh the you know up not up to the minute news but up to the
1: last few hours news I'd say now it's called NBC Sports Edge which is not great because certainly it's uh, been taken over by uh, by horrible uh, corporations more than it already was previously owned however sure. they, uh, they appear to have
0: NBC just renamed their product but yeah
1: they appear <laughs> to have well Roto World used to be its own thing and then it was purchased by yeah, but it's by it. been owned by NBC for years but they uh, they're, they're slowly uh, filtering their juice into, into that cool anyways ed.
0: this page is wonderful it updates all the player news uh um, Um, and it provides some commentary to all of them sometimes um, amusing commentary but they actually speculated that it could have been Garoppolo's last snap uh, as soon as he played it in last week's game Uh, last snap for the 49ers anyways so um, in relief Trey Lance threw a pair of touchdowns 157 yards rushed for another 41 yards Looking pretty good there uh, as a replacement, so the news on Tuesday was that the injury to Garoppolo is not as bad as they thought, and he might actually play Week 5. I don't understand why they would rush him back, especially since they're on bye in Week 6. If Garoppolo is that important, um, I, I think that you hold off on that, even though it is a big game against the Cardinals. Uh, you have a chance to give him essentially three weeks of rest. I think
1: by now we understand that it's it's coach speak to the players. Like You're not going to say, we hope that Garoppolo can't play because Trey Lance is our future. You're <laughs> going to say, we hope he can get back as soon as he possibly can and regain our starting position as the quarterback. Until sure. two weeks from, from now. We hope
0: that he's so good that he provides us no choice but to go with
1: him. Until two weeks from now when we say that Trey Lance is our starter going forward. So going
0: through the um, <laughs> coach speak, Trey Lance is the best chance um, for the team. They, uh, you know, in the game specifically coming up on Sunday against the Cardinals, Trey Lance playing would be the best chance of a shootout in that game because the Cardinals are scoring tons of points lately. Um, and he should be the starter this week. I don't, uh, at the moment, see it changing. But as we always say, keep an eye on the injury reports, especially on Thursday and Friday. If guys practice on Thursday and Friday, they're likely to play. If they don't practice, they're unlikely to play. Sure. There's always exceptions to that, but... Um, they're few and far between.
1: We have to do a shot talking about this next guy.
0: I was just going to...
1: Cheers out there to uh, to all of our listeners. And to
0: Josh Garden.
1: I, there's certainly maybe people listening at like uh, 4 a.m., 6 a.m. So I'm not saying everyone has to do a shot. I'm just saying we are.
0: I mean, if you're listening at 4 a.m., it's not as dangerous as listening at 10 a.m.
1: It depends on your do perspective. shot. Right. Like, we know people that actually get up at 4 a.m. That's, that's not my uh, prerogative, but...
0: No, we don't even get up at 4 a.m. when we try to get up at 4 a.m. to go skiing. We still don't get up at 4 (laughs) a.m. Anyways, Josh Gordon is back, everybody. He's back. Um, He was probably picked up already in your league by the one guy who's still living in 2013. So, you know, uh, get that guy. I don't even know the music that was popular in 2013. I should have looked this up ahead of time. (laughs) I'm just an old man now. Whatever. Anyways, Tuesday he was promoted to the 53-man roster on the Chiefs. He's on the Chiefs now. And uh, he is worth a stash spot on your bench since he's on the second highest scoring offense in the league. So if he has not been picked up, he should be at least stashed. I don't recommend starting him yet. But, you know, he has definitely in these weird stops that he's gone to in Seattle, in New England, um, flashed that he still has a lot of talent. He just needs to put it all together and I think have some consistency for a little while. So Can't land in a better place than Kansas City. There isn't a lot of competition for that second wide receiver position, so he certainly can take that if he is able to stay on the field.
1: Watkins was, uh, in some weeks, a good fantasy starter. There's no reason why Josh Gordon can't be. He is, uh, by all accounts, in some of the best shape of his life. He's able to sell uh, used cars while having a 12-pack, a which is amazing. You know
0: what I've learned is that guys are either in the best shape of their life or nobody says anything. That's right. So it's like Le'Veon Bell. Nobody said anything about Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was probably eating potato chips when he got signed. Not in the best shape of his life. And he had to take a few weeks to get back into a good shape. Um, and, you know, I, here I am talking about shapes, and it doesn't matter that much because they're NFL football players and we sit on a couch on Sunday. But, but, that,
1: that's true. But yeah, a shape is not a good shape for a football player. No, it's saying. not. I'm like, you know, I don't know.
0: Maybe an offensive lineman.
1: <laughs> that's true. It depends on the position. But uh, I think Josh Gordon does have the ability My to... My hero, of
0: course, is the guy from uh, the Patriots um, who was on hard knocks with the Texans. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his name now.
1: Hey, uh, Gordon has the ability to be a high upside player, but he will more than likely be a player that simply uh, solidifies a role as a W... WR two or three on the team getting uh three to four targets and and uh being a solid possession receiver um it's not likely that they break up their whole game plan to to try and, and make Josh Gordon something that he's not so uh, Andy Reid would never do that so we suggest to that it wouldn't be a good idea to break up your team unless you have that rotating position sometimes I have teams with a, a positional player that I Specifically, try to just rotate out for the flavor of the week, uh, hoping that one of them may stick to the That's wall. That's good
0: because sacrificing that uh, that flexibility for a really good player is
1: totally worth it. Yeah, let's if, move, it, if it finally hits. Let's move on to, to Mr. Montgomery. I
0: just wanted to praise Google for a moment. So I googled huge Patriots defensive lineman that played on Houston. You know what my response was?
1: What's your response? Vince Wilfork. That's perfect. Yes. <laughs> nice job, Google. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, David Montgomery, he's going to be out four to five weeks, which should land him on the IR. Um, hopefully that'll provide you a little roster relief, for the leagues that are taking advantage of that. The IR, of course, this year is three weeks mat- uh, at minimum instead of eight weeks in the past. So um, I think a lot of fantasy leagues are starting to add IR slots, even in redraft leagues. I know it's been a common thing that we've used throughout uh, dynasty leagues to hold on to players' That get injured for the whole season and stuff like that, but now it seems like, at least in my experience, that some of the redraft leagues are using that as well. So uh, make sure that you're aware of all of the rules in the league that you're playing in. So Montgomery had a huge share of the Bears' rushing attempts. He also had his best game last Sunday. He had over 100 yards and two touchdowns. This is definitely going to hurt, and I don't expect Damian Williams to necessarily be a direct replacement for him. However, if he is a direct replacement for him, he uh will be very valuable so um from field gates uh he's the next man up for the bears and he's had six career games with at least 12 carries and in those games he's averaging 21.3 fantasy points 6.1 yards per carry four rushing touchdowns not that's not an average that's a total yeah but um that's a great poll by you dave thank you for pointing that out do
1: you remember in the um Uh, I remember being at Buffalo Wild Wings specifically for a game where Damian Williams was on my team at the end of the year during the playoffs and scored two touchdowns uh, during a game to to make me win it. And uh, Williams, uh, going in there uh, after there were injuries to a lot of Chiefs running backs, did a really good job. Now, I'm not saying that the Bears are the Chiefs, far from it, however... The Chiefs themselves uh, are not uh, necessarily known for, outside of Jamal Charles, having the best running back talent uh, and and utilizing it in a way that is an every down back, especially not the past two years with uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Le'Veon Bell and Damian Williams and all those guys. So I think that what we need to take away from this is the fact that the stats are the stats and that Damian Williams has the opportunity and the ability to be a really good running back if given the opportunity
0: this was a great game for him he had 10 carries i assume this is the game game. yeah eating some chicken wings 14 in 2018 (laughs) um he had 10 carries for 49 yards two touchdowns six receptions for 74 yards um i was not there with you however that is a hell of a performance
1: Yeah, I mean, I was probably eating some mango habanero wings, uh, but they weren't even spicy because I won the league because of his performance. And fantastic job, Mr. Williams.
0: And that's very spicy on its own.
1: So to your point, uh, talking about how uh, you don't expect there's a direct replacement, I don't see why Khalil Herbert would would factor in when they have a guy like Damian Williams. What I would be more surprised about is that Damian Williams is – uh is very very good in an offense that is still trying to find itself
0: so Damian williams has found himself as the starter uh, in many cases and he has two games where he has more than 13 carries in his career so that's why I, i feel like uh they're not gonna run him a lot and you'll see maybe more of a
1: 60 40 split Yeah, but they don't care if if they use him up because they... Well,
0: I'm not saying that they're, like, holding him for anything. I'm just saying he's never... Literally twice in
1: his career has he gone over 13 carries. You're right. We can only go by points per touch, and that is a really good uh, uh, statistic for Mr. Williams. So I think he's a great guy to have on your roster if you're able to grab him. But we're talking about stuff that happens on Tuesday night, uh, Wednesday morning for most leagues. And for for most of you out there in in 10, 12, 14 team leagues in redraft, Damian Williams was already either owned or he certainly is by now. So you're not going to be able to pick him up unless you're in a league with a bunch of babies. Right?
0: I'm just thinking of, like, the crack baby league from South Park. Unless you're in a league with
1: a bunch of crack babies. yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) But, But you're right. Like, it's unpredictable what will happen. We don't know how Justin Fields will operate. We don't know if uh, Matt Nagy and uh, uh, he's probably going to take back control of the play calling. I've already heard news about that. It's like the one game in which he decides to let it go and relinquish the play calling is the one game that they do well in. They they did.
0: They get like a B (laughs) minus.
1: They did play Detroit. Yeah. I know yeah. they played Detroit.
0: <laughs> they scored twenty-four points.
1: Well, like, let's not talk too long about the Bears, but Damian good. Williams has the opportunity to be very good.
0: Yeah, he has a high ceiling, and that's what you want from these waiver guys that you're picking. But he's
1: not a chaotic uh, in a chaotic situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so next on our list, Teddy. Teddy Two Gloves. He left the game at halftime on Sunday. Is that
1: your nickname for him? Or no, is that
0: that's a common nickname for him. Teddy
1: Two Gloves. He wears two gloves. As opposed to one glove like Michael Jackson.
0: As opposed to one glove like most quarterbacks. <laughs> or or none, I suppose. But no, he wears two. Teddy Two time, Gloves. Every Got game. It. Got it. Which probably helps him uh, when it gets cold because he's not doing anything different when these guys want to put on two gloves. Okay. Anyways, uh he was averaging seventeen point six points per game going into week four. Uh, it put him right at the end of the Superflex start ability. I think he was the twentieth or twenty first guy. So so, now, so
1: not very good is what you're saying.
0: But on well, I'm saying on superflex and we've been talking about super flex leagues more. I think that they're more common now. But
1: below the Andy Dalton line.
0: Well, we need we really I love the I love the name. Let's never change it. We know what we're talking about. Everybody knows what we mean by the Andy line. It means line. an
1: average quarterback at yes. average points. Uh so so he was he was coming in under average, correct?
0: Uh, just I, I'd say I'd say it's a Teddy Bridgewater line at this moment. Well you said he was number twenty one.
1: Twenty one out of what? Thirty two? That's not average. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. like 35 but, quarterbacks have played this year. That's still not average. But you're saying he's, he's average to below average, uh, which is startable as a low-end QB2 and Superflex.
0: Correct. Uh, but Drew Locke is going to be starting right now. I feel like that's a downgrade
1: for everybody uh, on Denver. Um, that's such a downgrade, in fact, that uh, that my Steelers, who have not been doing very well, are probably going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully for the Steelers case that's true drew lock and the broncos uh that doesn't that doesn't inspire a lot of things
0: no so teddy bridgewater did not practice neither did melvin gordon on wednesday so we'll see what happens with denver um you know there was some uh value there and javante williams um right yeah has um looked pretty good he had some really good runs where he just was not being taken down So perhaps he can sort of step up as the running back there. But aside from that, I don't like any of the fantasy value on that team whatsoever. Joe Mixon has an ankle injury. Uh, Initially, it was thought he'd be week to week. Now it appears that it's day to day. Keep an eye on his practice status throughout the week. He did not practice today. Last year, if you remember, he was week to week starting in week five with a high ankle sprain. Did not play again for the rest of the season. Uh, Really sucked that I traded for him. Um... (laughs) <laughs> in week five thinking oh he'll only be out for maybe a game so take all of this with a grain of salt you yeah. don't know what to expect with Mixon's injury status right Which. now he was playing over 75 percent of his team snaps and now Samaje p ryan will have to fill that role um so anybody who you can pick up off the wire who's going to have a high share of who's going to be on the field a lot and have a high share probably of touching the ball is, is somebody that's going to have potential to put up
1: Decent points. So, for those of you who have watched the games, for example, the Bengals versus the Jaguars, which is a fun game to watch, uh, P Ryan is does not have anywhere near the explosive ability of Mixon. Uh, he uh, he was unable to break through the kinds of tackles that he's able to. He's just not the same kind of player. Um, I, I generally, Jason and I will suggest that instead of uh, of trying to grab the player that is a backup to someone, you just get someone else. And that's how we feel about this situation too. I do feel, though, that um, his day-to-day situation this year... That is actually di-
0: applies to another situation that we're going to talk about later.
1: Is different from this year uh, because when when we say day-to-day... And last year, I feel like the coach was just trying to cover up forever what was going on. But they were a horrible team that was losing all of their games.
0: I know. As soon as Joe Burrow went out, they could have been like, oh, Mixon's done for the year, too.
1: Right. And that's not what they're doing this year. I hope that that's not the situation, but we'll see what occurs, just like he said. So stay tuned. Uh, Not the 1987 uh, comedy horror movie. (laughs) featuring John Ritter, but no, I'm just saying, uh, pay attention to sports edge, uh, which used to be Roto world, pay attention to our podcast <laughs> and drink 5com uh, <drink5.com>. uh four <laughs> articles about Joe Mixon. I have a feeling that he is not going to play this week, but will come back the following week based on all the reports that I've heard from uh, beat reporters.
0: Oh, that's, that's a good feeling to have. I suppose uh, he's doing well on one of my teams. I'd like to see him back. Yeah. Um, so, do, 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 they also have a Chris Evans there, so you never know. Captain America could kick some ass. Uh, Will Fuller has a broken finger. you see Chris considered... Evans in
1: the NFL. That's not going to work out well.
0: No. <laughs> well, maybe post-Super
1: uh, Soldier Serum he'd do pretty well. Can he bring a shield on the field?
0: Well, then nobody's tackling a vibranium. Oh, my God. Anyways. It's not a real metal, We digress. It's not a real alloy.
1: <laughs> it's not an alloy. It's just a, it's a pure element. Oh, okay. Sorry. This is... Clearly there's some, some nerdiness going on here. But fantasy football and uh, and nerdiness have a lot in common. <laughs>
0: it, it's
1: it's nerdy stuff for jocks yes. and nerds Yep,
0: who just like sports. Uh, so Will Fuller has a broken finger. He's considered week to week. He was put on the IR today, so he'll be gone at least three weeks. This is a very frustrating start for his first season in Miami. For now, I recommend that we cut him loose. Uh, look for your fantasy points elsewhere other than in the Dolphins passing game. Um, so from the Dolphins reporter Barry Jackson Fuller is going on IR will be out three weeks uh does this provide opportunity for Jalen Waddell to to secure a position as the number two wide receiver he's currently averaging seven and a half targets per game 9.1 points per game he's the WR 44 in fantasy through four games um do you like Jalen Waddle to kind of step up and have an every down role, or are you worried that with the presence of Jacoby Brissett, there's really not much cooking there?
1: I think Tua comes back shortly. I think regardless of the QB there, it's not like they have like a very set uh, uh, offense in on the Miami. It's true. I think Kisecki's playing
0: well right now, uh, so that's encouraging. And then you've got Devante Parker, who is going to see a lot of work because there isn't a lot else going on.
1: Yeah, I uh, Bienvenido a Miami, Will Fuller. Uh, uh, you know, you don't have Deshaun Watson. There's nobody throwing those bombs to you, so it's difficult with Brissett and Tua to to get the kind of uh, fantasy production that you want anyway as a as a team manager. Um, but he's gone for at least three weeks, and so I think Waddle is the guy that will definitely pick up uh, a lot of uh, wr two targets there. Um, Whether that becomes consistently something that is startable is a question, but I think uh, at the very least that he is uh, rosterable and should be rostered in 10- and 12-team leagues.
0: So Logan Thomas is week-to-week with a hamstring injury. He was a popular draft pick this year, and he actually showed up and played well, um, unlike some of the tight ends that we've drafted this year. So his loss is pretty tough, especially...
1: That he gets zero points for you in week four. Update on Logan Thomas. Uh, oh, dude this tough. afternoon, There he was put on IR. Uh, he's okay. going to actually miss uh, four weeks, um, is what they've said. About four weeks. Could be more, could be less. But three weeks, definitely, because you're put on IR, right? Yeah. Uh, with the strained hamstring. So it's bad enough. It uh, must be at least a grade two strain of the hamstring yeah. that they've decided to put him on IR. So not good at all for Logan Thomas rosterers that uh, he's drafted as a mid, mid-range tight end. Would you hold on to him? I would because I still think he's a like a top six tight end and it's difficult to find them.
0: Yeah. So I do believe that you're better off finding uh, streaming a tight end from another team uh, rather than trying to replace him with Ricky Seals-Jones. Who is his direct replacement in Washington?
1: Yeah, like we talked about earlier. I would
0: recommend CJ Uzoma from Cincinnati, who had a huge game last Thursday.
1: Was that two touchdowns? Two touchdowns. What yeah. a game! Yeah, he was he was great. So th- that's another guy that we you, you talked about earlier. That uh, again, uh, reinforcing that same point, uh, you shouldn't be rostering the backup, drafting the backup, wavering the backup. Uh, you should be trying to find someone who's a better value over a replacement.
0: Right, just throwing in a backup isn't always the right thing to do. There's actually very few situations where that's the case. I feel like a, a, a Chuba Hubbard to CMC, that works. Maybe. And maybe Alexander Madison
1: for Dalvin Cook. Maybe AJ works. Dillon for Aaron Jones.
0: Yeah, like those...
1: Maybe like five guys yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, for the
0: most part, just look elsewhere. Don't worry so much about the direct backup. Yeah. Uh, DJ Chark is... Doot, 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 doot. Mm. Going to go to the IR. Uh, I think he'll be done for the season. Probably he broke his ankle on Thursday night. He was off to a good start though this season. He played 80 percent of snaps through the first three games. He scored two touchdowns. He was averaging 22 yards per catch. That was huge. It's really important for uh, you know to have a guy playing well for a rookie quarterback. But his absence is probably going to bump up the production numbers for Marvin Jones and for LaVisca Chenault uh, as the Jaguars try to get their passing offense going and try to get behind this uh, uh, most absurd and cooked up uh, quasi scandal that I've seen in a while. So uh, we'll talk about LaVisca Chenault a little bit more later in the episode, uh, in in the podcast. But for now, um, you know, DJ Chark, don't even keep him on your roster. Uh, I wouldn't even throw them in your IR slot unless you're in a dynasty team.
1: Yeah, makes sense to me. Uh, so why don't we take a little break? Let's have a drink, shall we? And then we're gonna move on to the live Q and A segment, and we encourage you guys to ask all the questions that you might have. That have joined us in the chat room, and for those of you who haven't, please uh, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Just search for Drink Five, all one word. You'll find us there. Should
0: have bought two of these. The seller, one of them, for additional flavor evolution.
1: I do like the evolution of flavor.
0: It's a wonderful thing.
1: So, for our middle segment today, we're we're going to actually do a a live Q&A session with Jason and myself. It is Jason's birthday uh, this next week. So, uh, happy birthday, Jason. Coming up Sunday. Jason, it's your birthday. I
0: get to watch the White Sox in the playoffs on my birthday. It'll be a good time.
1: Well, that's great. Um... He, he is local to Chicago, and I myself am I'm also a uh, White Sox fan, so I'm enjoying that. I should
0: have brought my Sox shirt
1: for the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we hope that it doesn't end in tears, but we. I mean, that's what everyone always hopes. Look, there's the going to be
0: 12 teams in the playoffs, 11 of them end in tears. It's just the way it goes. Well, I'll
1: tell you what's true about the Sox. Or 10 teams in the playoffs. That's not true about all the other teams in the MLB right now, is that the Sox have a lot of good years ahead of them. So They do. So, they do. So cheers to them uh, doing a great job with the minor league ball and the, the draft picks that they, they picked up.
0: Yes, it's really fun watching a young team develop. Uh, NFL teams don't really get a chance to develop in that way. There's no uh, feeder teams. There's no minor league system in the NFL. So um, when an NFL team is rebuilding, they take uh, you know their draft picks, and they are usually able to turn it around really quickly. But then it, it's, it's more like uh, it burns out quick too.
1: So, yeah, it's a, it's a bright flame uh, yeah. for the It NFL burns teams. brighter, but for less time. I mean, it's 16 teams, right? But, but also, we don't see anywhere near the amount of injuries and uh, like collision and, and warfare that happens in an NFL game. That's true. Uh, <laughs> we, we are watching... Well, it
0: depends on if people keep hitting Jose Abreu with pitches or not.
1: This is as close as you get to gladiatorial combat, except for maybe rugby. But rugby's just not popular in the U.S.
0: Well, I would say, like, <laughs> UFC is closer.
1: I don't want to get into or something that. something like that. I don't think that should even be a thing, personally.
0: I, You know, I mean, if you do that on the street, you get arrested. If you play football on the street, nobody cares.
1: Well, I just say, UFC, this is great. How about you also, like, have to put a thing inside of a thing, and then I'm I'm good.
0: Like, demonstrate that your brain is still working? <laughs>
1: Let's talk about the uh, the discussion. What other sports can we trash? The discussion topics that we have now these come from uh, from Twitter, from Facebook, from all over the place, Uh, and I I drew them all together. All these questions that uh, that came out there today uh, to ask Jason these questions. Now, Jason, are you aware that all of these are questions for you?
0: Just for me? You're not going to answer them at all?
1: I can give my advice if uh, I think you should, you know, give your two cents at least. I'll weigh in. All right, I've got at least three cents. Uh, let me
0: let me pull up Dave's week five rankings. Uh, I recommend that you all go to drink5.com in order to look at Dave's rankings. He is uh, one of the experts on fantasy pros. He is compiled in the expert consensus ranking that so many people like to use to help set their lineup. In fact, last week Dave was number ten out of all of the experts.
1: See, I don't even like bringing that up because I want to be like number 1 or number 2, but Absolutely. Yes, number 10 is really good. Number 10 out of like 200 or so yes, fantasy experts. That's very good. I'm happy. You're in
0: the about top 5% it. of everybody giving fantasy advice, then this is the place to go to figure out what you want to do to start your
1: you know, every week. I am happy about it. So, so number 10 for last week, right? I'm like number 40. We must be one of the
0: best like small operations out
1: there. Absolutely. Like,
0: well, I, we we don't get paid to do this, everybody. In case in case you had any sort of, uh, we don't get you know, paid
1: very much. You you're right. You know we're still making money. But it's just not very much. However, uh, I I must say that uh, that we're we're not we're not trying to fuck around here. We're we're trying to, to give you exactly uh, what you need. Is uh, the yeah. the rankings uh, need to be more predictive than just ranking how people reactive.
0: did. So uh, anything that we discuss will be half point PPR unless otherwise specified. 100%. So go go for it. Let's let's
1: fire one ready. Okay. So uh, number one, Dawson Knox. Uh, uh, we we talked about Knox last week on the podcast as a player trending up with consistent targets and receptions. If anybody listened to the podcast last week, uh, red zone looks. All those things are trending up for Dawson. He's scored a touchdown now in all of his games. He got two last week. Josh Allen's remarks, he said, I have supreme trust in this guy, referring to Dawson Knox. Is Dawson now a tight end one going forward, uh, with the Bills offense being what it is, with the consistency being what it is? Is he a TE1 going forward, or could his fantasy production crumble? Now tell me, if you think that he's going to uh, trend downwards from this, why would that be? And if not, then why is he only owned in 62% of Fleet Flicker Leagues?
0: Okay, um let me try and answer all of those why is he only owned in 62 percent of leagues because um last year he was hyped and not did not did not come through so i think that's why people are kind of looking at him and saying nah i went for that last year and it didn't work out um a reason why he won't continue to be uh this player is that he hasn't topped 50 receiving yards yet this year he's very touchdown dependent for his points now does that mean he won't be a tight end one no, I think he will be a tight end one because there's so much scarcity at the position. It's only about six or seven deep, including him, so it's not that hard to break into the top ten and be incredibly relevant and necessary uh, to be owned and to be started every week. The weeks where he scored touchdowns, he was in 83%, 78%, and 81% of the offensive snaps for his team, so he's definitely on the field enough, uh, but he's not getting like a ton of targets. He's Ramping up in targets, he's trending up, uh, as we like to say, three, five, and eight targets. But again, he's not topped 50 receiving yards on the season, so I don't think that he's going to be breaking out like a Darren Waller or a Travis Kelsey, who are guys who can easily top 100 yards in a game if they're used to the tune of
1: eight targets. So you're saying he doesn't have the upside of, like, TE1 through 3 where they could score 20 points. Right. But he's definitely, like... He'll probably... He has a higher floor than most people. He's going to
0: be, like, a tier 3 to two and a half tight end. He's
1: currently the TE6 half PPR. Yeah. Um, and he's scored... Uh, he's averaging more than one touchdown per game.
0: No, he's got four touchdowns in four games.
1: No, he has five touchdowns in four games.
0: Oh, okay. He has four, but let's let's move
1: on. Oh, I'm wrong about that. Yes, shoot. I have his player
0: football pro football reference page. I
1: I thought that he had scored three, and he against Pittsburgh. He didn't score a touchdown, which I'm fine with as a Pittsburgh fan.
0: (laughs) Pittsburgh won that game. They beat one of the best teams in the AFC. They just can't beat anybody else.
1: Yeah. Well, let's 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 move on. Let's temper our expectations, right? Uh, I, 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 still think that, uh, that Pittsburgh's defense will, will come out of the box with TJ Watt, et cetera. But yeah. So what you're saying is, uh, is again, he's going to be a, uh, a high, uh, uh, tight end two or tight end three at the lowest and still within that, t- uh, t- top 10 tight ends yeah. for the, the rest thing, of the season. Here's the
0: thing about him. And I think we'll probably bring up this guy later, but there's a better tight end by the numbers who is also owned in, 60 some percent of leagues that's Dalton Schultz
1: okay it, it came out that Chris Carson is dealing with a neck injury uh i not sure what vertebrae or uh, if it was just uh, uh something that was uh in the upper neck but uh he seeded snaps to Alex Collins last week a lot of people were drafting uh not drafting but picking up Alex Collins on the waiver wire this week Collins went 10 uh uh, uh carries for 44 yards one touchdown We've seen this before, though, with Rashad Penny, with a lot of people in Seattle, and it always goes right back to Carson. Uh, The the coach is always, let's go back to Carson. Every single player on the team, let's go back to Carson. Uh, And and I I don't see a lot of reason that that would be different right now than it was before. For this week, Seattle goes up against a very stout Rams defense. Uh, should, Should we fade Carson? Is it just this week? Should we look to unload Carson uh, and trade him or get him off our teams? Or is this just a temporary setback for Chris?
0: I would be fine with, you know, sitting him for a week. But he is definitely a guy who is going to see the majority of carries on his team if he is healthy. So, I, I like Chris Carson a lot. Um, I got him on a dynasty team, for fuck's sake. So, yeah, um, uh, this week, especially against the Rams... I got no problem with fading him, with sitting him down this week. Don't be surprised if he puts up 70 yards and a touchdown, though. Um, so he's questionable. The game is tomorrow night. He did not practice on Tuesday. So you may have the decision made for you, and he probably won't play because it's a short week.
1: Well, we got a question in the chat room. Uh, it is from Breck. He says uh, w- Robert Woods, Jalen Waddle, or Marquise Brown?
0: Marquise Brown.
1: And uh, like without
0: even looking, I know that the answer is Marquise Brown.
1: And Jason says Brown in PPR. Uh, I that's
0: fine with me. even okay, Jalen Waddle good in PPR. like you said he's giving over seven catches per game. but Marquise Brown has been playing very well. The passing offense on the Rams is improving. Um, I, I think that you have to stick with Marquise Brown. He had those drops on what was it Monday night or Sunday night and he totally kind of uh, redeemed himself last week.
1: We, we have talked a lot about Woods offline, uh, Jason and I have, and uh, also a little bit on the podcast, and it's, it's very strange what's going on with Woods as far as uh, being a part of the Rams offense, where he was somebody that was drafted pretty highly uh, in drafts this preseason, but is simply not living up to expectations based on the play calling and everything else. Uh, and so I would agree with you. I think that Marquise Brown is clearly the play. Uh, he's going up against Indianapolis on Monday, yeah. and and I happen to have uh, Marquise Brown at 26? 20...
0: six six. Oh, this is half PPR. Yeah.
1: Well, um, it, it it doesn't matter.
0: It, they're all very close, anyways.
1: Uh, but yeah, so him and then and twenty seven in full PPR. Him and then and then Woods uh... Woods
0: at thirty one and Jalen Waddle at thirty seven. Um, But like I said, Marquise Brown all the way in that situation.
1: Yeah. Um, Troy asks, is is Patterson at his peak value for a trade or is this continued performance worth holding on to? And I think he's talking about Cordrell Patterson on Atlanta. Yes. Uh, And the question is, uh, well, clearly, is he going to continue at this pace? We all thought that Mike Davis might be the guy uh, in Atlanta, and it's turned out that uh, Cordrell Patterson is the person who has turned – uh, that opportunity into the most fantasy points. Um so Jason, if you could if you could field that question.
0: Sure, I'll do that. There's another request from the shot room uh from the chat room.
1: There's a quest from the shot room. For shots. Yeah. Do you want one? Uh give me like a really small one. <laughs> Happy birthday. I
0: can't I can't deny my guy Glenn. <laughs> but you take that and uh Cordwell Patterson it's it's hard to think that he'll be that much better than he is right now. He's the R B two for fuck's sake. I mean, he has played his best season better than anybody could have ever hoped that he would play this year. So, by that alone, I would say that this is his peak and you have to sell him. Um, it's the Atlanta offense. If it was on a better offense, I would be more likely to endorse holding on to him. That's right. And keeping him for the year. But Mike Davis is still getting a lot of work. That's right. Um, Cordell Patterson, I think that. You could probably get a lot for him right now. If he has a good game on Sunday morning, then uh, that could be the case again. Reminder, there is a Sunday morning game. It starts at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. The Jets and the Falcons are playing in, in London. In London,
1: yep. And and shots for Jason's birthday. And I agree with him, by the way. Sell Cordwell Patterson if you have him. Do not buy Cordwell Patterson if you're smart. I agree. Cheers. <sighs> Cheers, Glenn. Thank you, buddy. Ha-ha! We have another question. We'll see you in November. Another question from the chat room. He's gone till November, as uh, uh, as, as often said uh, in the 90s. Or the early 2000s, I guess. Do you know what I'm Wake talking about? Wake me up about? when
0: November comes? No, not the Lake Green, Green Day? Day reference.
1: Gone till November. I'll be gone till November. It's Clef Jean.
0: No, I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh,
1: Jason, come on, the chat room, give me, give me some, give me some back, back me up here with the gone on November, please. Appreciate that. Um, so we've got uh, Higby or Schultz this week. Uh, interesting question. That's Dalton Schultz or Tyler Higby. I personally, uh, in my rankings for half PPR, have Tyler Higby at number nine and Dalton Schultz at number twelve. Now this will change. Uh, probably tomorrow morning to afternoon, based on whatever the new information is that comes out. But I happen to like Higby on the Rams. The reason why I like that is because uh, Stafford has been favoring him. Uh, Stafford is moving the ball really well. And you know what happens to Russell Wilson? Uh, I'm sorry, not Russell Wilson. You know what happens to uh, uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, offense? Uh, as, as it moves along, is that, is that I tend to see, I think, um, a, a little bit of, uh, of, of the, the running game being favored or the passing game being favored for the receivers and uh, uh, a little bit of the tight end position disappearing sometimes for games for the Cowboys. And I've noticed that in past years. Now, that's just a passing reference for me. But I have to say that I think Higby will have a better game. Now, because those guys are very close, I'm literally talking about nine and eleven, uh, or sorry, nine and twelve. Yeah, uh, it's close to a coin flip. Either one could happen for sure. But I prefer the Rams' offense uh, uh, against Seattle uh, as opposed to the Dallas offense against the Giants, and that's that's just me. What do you think?
0: I, I actually am leaning uh, towards Dalton Schultz on this one. So the Seahawks are in the middle of the pack when it comes to giving up points to opposing tight ends referring to Higby but when you look at Dalton Schultz they're playing the Giants the Giants are giving up the fourth most points to opposing tight ends the interesting thing there they have not given up a 10 point game so I think that he has a very high floor and when you're at that like that that 9 to 12 position as we're talking about with tight end a high floor is probably the safer way to go because you're not going to get a high ceiling out of any of these guys so I would go with the higher floor Dalton Schultz, he's way more likely to have five catches for sixty yards than Tyler Higby is.
1: Well, I if we agreed on everything, then uh, then we probably wouldn't be having these discussions. It'd be
0: a really boring show.
1: <laughs> and then we had
0: more and more from the chat room. Start three at PPR: uh, Robert Woods, Michael Pittman, Jalen Waddle, Jameson Crowder, Devonta Smith, and Damian Williams. This sounds like a flex. So right away, uh, we're crossing off Woods. I think that we're crossing off – I I like Damian Williams there.
1: Yeah, I I like Glenn's – I think we should bet on the tight end, so – Let's just do a gentleman's bet. Uh, we'll bet on a six pack for the next podcast. Schultz versus Higby. Yeah, and I've got Higby uh, in the funny answer. Because
0: I've got Higby on multiple teams, so I want him to do well. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know,
1: put your money where your mouth is, right? A six pack. It's up to you. You could buy a six pack of Corona, or you could buy a six pack of uh, of an amazing six craft pack bear. of Bud
0: Light. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want that. No, but I'm sure does. I can give
1: it to somebody. So uh, I'll bet on a six pack. Uh, let's let's do. Half PPR, um, I, I've i got Higby, you've got Schultz, and uh, six-pack for next week, whatever you want.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm Great. in.
1: So uh, about this other question, uh, you've got so many players that could possibly be One, put two, in three, there.
0: One, two, three, four, got to pick half of
1: them. i got to say, uh, first of all, like, like you said, um, I think we should throw out— I think we, throw can, out... we can
0: eliminate Woods, and I think also put in Damian Williams— Because as a guy who's going to be getting a starting running back role, that's, you know, in in your flex, that's a really good place to go. Yeah. Um, So that's one and one. Then you've got, I, I feel like we could probably eliminate Pittman from this because he hasn't been doing too much. I actually got him at thirty
1: eight. I actually really like Pittman. He he's been decent, uh, but in the last two games I and mean, you've got
0: him ranked behind Robert Woods. In the
1: last two games he scored seven and six, so he's not on any uh, high trends list right now is what and he's playing Baltimore this week, which is not a great matchup. Uh, but Michael Pittman's a good player, maybe for the future. Uh, I, I agree. So so Woods and Pittman are questionable. Who are the other guys that are available? So, the rest of the question is... Crowder, Smith, and uh, Waddle. Waddle. Waddle, Waddle, Waddle.
0: Mm. I like Devonta Smith here. And in a full PPR, I would probably go with Waddle because of the like high amount of receptions he's getting every game. It's a very high floor for that man. <sighs> and Devonta Smith's got a really high ceiling. Who are the Eagles playing? Well, week 5 schedule. Um, so, the Eagles are playing the Panthers. Boy, that's a tough call there. And Crowder is still on the Jets, right? I don't want any part of Crowder, really.
1: I, I love Jameson Crowder. He's a fantastic flex play. Uh, but based on this particular list, um, I... I think personally that the answer is uh, Robert Woods, Devonta Smith, and Damian Williams, and that's my final answer. Okay. What do you I like?
0: would uh, – I'm with you with um, Smith and Williams. I would put uh, Waddle in instead of Woods.
1: Yeah. I'm not angry at that, uh, but I say uh, those two guys and then Woods or Waddle, depending on uh, how you feel about their upsides. But yeah. But I think ultimately – the answer is uh, with with the crowded uh, wide receiver room and everybody healthy over there uh, and the Jets, the crowder is a little uh, unfortunate. Uh, and Pittman against Baltimore, having not done so well for the past two weeks, we're going to cross him off our list as well. So those three guys. So we
0: got someone who must be looking at your rankings list and asking us the hard questions. The hard ones. Uh, they want to know. Uh, <laughs> they, I, I ought to shut out the name. To thank him for the question. Breck again. Uh, should he start Hurts or Cousins? Yeah. And they are right next to each other in your rankings. Eight and nine. Eight
1: and nine. Yeah.
0: So Jalen Hurts has done nothing but impress me this year. I was super down on him going into the season, totally fading him. Um, I, I'm willing to admit that I was completely wrong about that. I think that Detroit could wind up in a situation where they uh, run the ball a lot because they can be up on Detroit. Um, so I, I like Jalen Hurts in this uh pick
1: i totally get that uh my own rankings and by my own account which is uh you know you can go to the website and it is see gospel
0: it. and correct
1: it is hurts <laughs> over cousins however i i agree with uh, glenn in the chat room saying that uh i think that i think that cousins could be the play just because i prefer if everyone is right next to each other uh to take the veteran with the the guys that i know and hurts and his wide receivers I don't have enough trust in compared to Cousins and That's Justin fair. Jefferson and Adam Thielen That's and fair. Dalvin Cook. That's fair. Like, let me get the guys that I know can give me the higher floor. That's Cousins.
0: Okay. All right, so... Uh, it seems like we could build a team at this
1: point. Oh, Of course you could. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Schultz and Hurts. You could take Higby and Cousins. Now Christian McCaffrey has is back out there practicing in full pads today, and CMC owners are still holding their collective breaths. Uh, that's that's good news. Leans towards him playing in week five or six. I think uh, they might hold him out this week, but the news is not going to be in until Thursday or Friday. Uh, do you think that if he is playing, you would immediately play him on your team? or would you be afraid at all that that they would uh you know make him a uh, a decoy or something like that
0: I absolutely start Christian McCaffrey if he's playing Yeah he only played like 3 games last year and it was mostly like spotty through the injury and he scored like 30 points a game when he was out there I think that you know th- there is no decoy when it comes to Christian McCaffrey you're getting 100% effort from him and you're going to it would be silly to decoy him because that would just risk further aggravating the injury and playing him as a decoy would be admitting that the injury is not yet healed um so i have no qualms with starting mccaffrey if he plays thankfully he plays at noon so that you'll have the
1: chance to that's make true that decision it sucks if you play at like 325 if he's got
0: like a monday night game then <laughs> that really sucks i i uh, have to say next week he plays at noon as well the week after that he plays at noon uh, the week after that, he plays at noon. So thankfully, the Panthers aren't a marquee team. They're playing at noon through week
1: nine. They're not a marquee team this year. They might be next year based on their current trajectory, the possibility of them. Uh, it looks to me like this is early in the season. But they could definitely be in that championship game.
0: Um, they're very good right now, and Sam Darnold is playing excellent football.
1: Yeah, he's not seeing any ghosts at all. No ghosts, no ghosts. Maybe
0: the ghosts are helping him. Maybe they're friendly ghosts.
1: Maybe it's Casper out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Nagy reverses course on his quarterback. Could Justin Fields, earlier today, was named the Bears starter... Moving forward, so this bodes well for Darnell Mooney. Mooney futures, you guys have him out there. He did so well. Come up this week. He did so well this past week. Of course, uh, five receptions for 125 yards in the first game that uh, that Nagy actually you know called the plays correctly because he didn't call the plays. Uh, Five receptions for 125 yards, but can Fields involve other people on the team Uh, without um, David Montgomery? Uh, without having involved in any of his games so far, really, Cole Komet or Allen Robinson, uh, the Bears can't win games with just Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields. So are those other guys going to be involved in the offense, or is this going to be a structure fire that you want to avoid for the rest of the year?
0: Uh, They're going to need to involve them in the offense. 100%, yeah. But will they? Last week was the first game that he had double-digit completions. So it's a slow trend upward our guy Justin Fields our guy Justin Skyler Fields um
1: our guy Justin Skyler Fields
0: I you know I say that about everybody uh, <laughs> he only had three kids look he hasn't he hasn't had that rushing element to the game that it was sort of promised when he was drafted so I, I'm still waiting for that to come out um they play the Rams this week I don't know what I don't know I certainly don't want to, like, go starting Justin Fields anywhere, um, but I think that it's the right decision to be playing him, and I think that um, Darnell Mooney is a guy to keep an eye on going forward, and I think that Allen Robinson is someone who, um, you know, has way too much talent to be kept down for the whole season.
1: I certainly agree And with he that.
0: certainly has said the right things. We're here in Chicago. I listen to sports radio a lot. So what has he been saying? He is not like you got to give me the ball. You got to do this and that. He's like,
1: I want to help the team win. It's his tryout year. This is a contract year a for contract Allen Robinson. For he's and, uh, he's uh,
0: showing that he can be a team guy. He 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 understands oh, his position. Man. He understands that he's a veteran. Can you imagine? And that he's going to be the kind of guy that is brought to help shepherd along the younger players. Yeah. So if he's looked at as sort of a locker room problem, he's not going to get the kind of contract that he wants. I've never
1: seen him being a guy that's like acting up or anything. No. Uh, but but to do that this year would be sudden death uh, for his career going forward. That's true. That's true. So
0: I, I think that Allen Robinson is saying the right thing. It will come along for Alan Robinson, like many of the other studs who are starting very slowly, like yeah. an Alvin Kamara. So be patient with him. Uh, I, I'm okay with sitting him until Justin Fields figures out how to complete maybe twenty passes in a game.
1: That would be good. <laughs> so uh, cheers to your birthday, sir.
0: All right. And to our guy Vince Foss's birthday. And to Vince's Cheers. birthday, who's sometimes, Vince.
1: sometimes a contributor to our site and has been on the show before. Happy birthday, Vince.
0: Actually,
1: today. <sighs> All right. Should Brandon Ayuk be rostered anywhere? This is a serious question. Ayuk. So we've been down on Debo Samuel, right? <laughs> Nobody else on that team has stepped up, and so all the targets and all the resultant fantasy production has come right back to Samuel. Now, I've, I've said Debo Samuel is fantasy fool's gold. He was for a couple weeks, and then he suddenly came back because nobody else stepped up on that entire team to be anything, getting the targets and sucking up uh, You know what's going on there in that offense. So because Debo Samuel is now, at least in my opinion, a WR1 on that team, because you know, just from pure um, uh, just watching the game and, and seeing what they're doing. They have to give him the ball. He's the only wide receiver that is there every time. Uh, do you think that Ayuk is going to be rosterable at all on any squads, uh, 10, 12, or 14 teams?
0: I think that if you've got Ayuk, you hold for another week or two. And Well, here's the thing. You've got a week with Trey Lance this week coming up. Then you've got a buy and then hopefully you have another game with trey lance if he played well so you're gonna have to take a a chance with him if you need to drop him to make room fine but i think that it's worth holding on to to see how things work out with trey lance it's certainly possible that trey lance can expand the offense and make them all more productive and thus there are room for two wide receivers there last year he was pretty good um good enough to be starting uh, as a flex player yeah so i think that i think that if you can afford it you hold on to him if he is in that position that we were talking about earlier on your roster that you use to switch out for other players then you know you you may have to sacrifice him uh to the waiver wire Sacrifice. but if you can afford it you she, hold on to
1: him joe versus the volcano i i get it i understand We have another question from the uh, from the chat room. That is from Fantasy Catch Up. He says, uh, "Got offered Aaron Rodgers, Debo Samuel, and Saquon Barkley for Josh Allen, Calvin Ridley, and DeAndre Swift." And DeAndre Swift. Now, this is this to me. On paper, it seems pretty even hmm. at first glance. What do you think?
0: At first glance, what it seems to me is that somebody is trying to trade. Um, big names in Rogers and Barkley for players who are playing very well right now, and of course, that's all you always want to do when you trade. But you don't want to be on the wrong side of those trades. Yeah. So, fantasy catch up. I would uh, decline this trade. I would try and hold on to one of Allen or Swift, um, because they're playing very well right now. Swift's um, usage numbers are are spectacular, and he's going to be a guy that performs better than you think he should just because he's on the lions kelvin ridley is um a focal point of that offense uh, the passing game um and you know you've got aaron Rodgers who in any game could just hand the ball off 30 times and not throw any touchdowns uh samuel's playing well and then saquon barkley um is still like he's a stud but he's sort of an on again off again kind of stud and he's on a team where the passing game is really starting to v- develop. And uh, he, not like he's going to be left behind, but he's just not, look, I mean, these are these are good players for players that are playing great
1: right now. I think I agree with Jason that both of those sides are very even if you look at them from a historical perspective to what they should do going forward. However, uh, I think he's exactly right on when he says that it's, uh, a little bit of uh of an uh... names for numbers yeah so 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 i i side just a few points higher with uh ridley swift and allen which looks like that is the side of fantasy catch-up and so i say sir uh unless you can get a little bit more from the other player you should hold off and not make that trade
0: and to just talk about trades in general for a minute uh when people try to package three players for three players i think it's incredibly hard to evaluate the value there and um for the most part when people are offering that to you you are not getting the value that you should get and i think that you should mostly be suspicious
1: of uh those trades working out for you yeah well these trades are are open waters right Like pirates uh you know here there be dragons this is this is how it works it's uncharted territory uh will. and 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 generally uh, there's a lot of people there that are either trying to slightly upgrade their players from what they see or they're trying to uh completely uh, uh take someone for granted based on things that they think uh uh, they're going to like more with the big names.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's just break it down really quickly. But this quickly. is a fairly
1: even trade.
0: Well, would you trade Rogers for Allen? Uh, you would want Allen on that side of the trade, right? Maybe. It's a fairly even trade. Okay, what about Debo Samuel for Kelvin Ridley? Which side of that would you
1: want to be on? Right now, Debo Samuel is the far better player. And in the end, uh, Barkley or Swift would you want to be on? Again, Swift has more immediate upside, but we've been talking about how uh, DeAndre Swift is... In the middle of the on the Lions team, yeah, you know, like it's rough. He's the best part of their offense, though. I agree with you. Your premise to begin with, saying that those three players are up and coming, as opposed to the other ones that might be bigger names that are performing well right now. Yeah. So I agree with you, but I think the difference, if we put it into points, is going to be down to like you know five out of a hundred. Like, mm. I don't think that it's worth doing. But this is the kind of thing that people want to mess things up they want to toss things up they want to they want to get guys to have a trajectory that's going up the player trends that are going up so don't don't fall into that trap right if you are the team that has players that are that are doing well and the trending up don't get rid of them uh for players that are uh bigger names but but maybe a splash in the pan for this week
0: okay so here's another trade that he got offered um how this many, is how many like trades does uh, Ketchup have over here? Uh, at least two. <laughs> so, he got offered Nick Chubb, Devonta Smith, I assume, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Clyde, um, it's like an ATM machine, for Christian McCaffrey. Would you
1: pull the trigger? And I say... Why, why, why would someone trade three running backs for a running back? That's insane.
0: I say absolutely because Christian McCaffrey mm. is not even playing right now.
1: I disagree. I, I, you don't trade the best player in the game of football, uh, in the game of fantasy football, possibly, for three players that forces you to drop two players. So look at your team and say, are there two players that you can drop and, and those values you don't care about? Like, you're going to lose a lot of value in just doing that transaction. There's, a, like you said before, uh, watch out for what players are doing. You're trading uh, three for one. That means... That guy is going to try to get the best player he possibly can, in this case the best player perhaps in football. Yeah. Uh for a bunch of players that he can then replace with players that have uh a little bit of value. If Christian McCaffrey was playing, I'd be 100% on your side. He's going to play this week or next week. I, he he probably will. He's currently not playing, so I understand what you're saying. But he's not going to be a Joe Mixon this year that doesn't play at all. He was in pads in a limited practice yesterday. And
0: in I I or am today. I am almost always on your side. And earlier this week I was giving trade advice to someone when I said don't trade uh, multiple players for just one or, or don't be on the wrong side of that. Don't. But in this case, the guy giving up the multiple players is giving up a lot of good players. Because
1: you like Chubb.
0: Yeah, but, I, I like Clyde edwards Hilaire too. I like Devonta Smith. I think that your team is better in the long run, and you're going to pick up more wins right now with those players. Now, Christian McCaffrey may be the player that winds up winning you the championship because he can play further down the line.
1: That's such a weird which trade. Makes you... I, I'm, I'm not even sure. Like, I need, I need a lot of information about that league. But uh, uh, let's, let's say, if you're trading Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Nick Chubb, like, you have to give me what your team looks like and what your running backs are. He says
0: that he needs running back help. Well. So he has McCaffrey, who can't play right now, trying to, and he's picking up two running backs that start. Would he even be starting both of them, though, is the question.
1: Yeah. So uh, I, I don't like three-for-one trades. It's going to ruin the value of your team that you already have because you have to drop people. Yeah,
0: you're going to lose your – I mean, obviously, your bench depth is going to improve.
1: But, 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 but somebody trading you Nick Chubb and Clyde Edwards – is not th- doesn't have their head bolted on straight, so we would have to have more information. Well, here. the
0: thing is, if you're the one, yeah, okay.
1: That's that's too much value for a, a player, isn't no,
0: it? No, no, that's, that's yeah.
1: But but the problem is, if if he has another running back that's also going uh, along with Christian McCaffrey, and he can't play all four of those guys, then there's no point in making that trade. It doesn't help his team, is what I'm saying. So we need more info. Uh, that said, uh, Johnson Diggs. Uh, thanks, Glenn, for that uh, insightful sentence. Uh, perhaps you can phrase that into something that means something. It's, it's in us. reference
0: to the to the line right before him.
1: Oh, okay. He want the uh, they want to start to. Yeah, I agree. By the way, how do you have that many good players? That's yeah. insane. Yeah, you so... shouldn't
0: have a problem with winning your league
1: oh six man league all right well we'll catch up uh you know condiments come in many different we, we should flavors say
0: that six man leagues don't need advice
1: they, they <laughs> come everyone in, they come in many different flavors but when you have a trade that's that's ceh uh and nick chubb for uh christian mccaffrey then perhaps you don't need our advice yes you should simply roll a coin not flip roll <laughs> and see what happens and then just go with that maybe flip a dice Flip a dice or roll a coin. That's what I would suggest for you. <laughs> okay, but
0: if you're starting two of these players, Diggs, Chase, Ridley, um, I assume David Johnson, D. Johnson, yeah, and Chris Godwin. Um, who are you starting? Well, not David Johnson, um, especially against the Patriots. Diggs, I'd start Diggs this week, and and Chase, I think. Because Ridley, he's playing well, but uh, everyone puts up all the points on the Jets on the ground, so I probably wouldn't, uh, like, you know, start the passing game in Atlanta if I had to, unless I had to. Uh, Chris Godwin is kind of up or down because there's so many targets on that team. Honestly,
1: I, I would start uh, uh, Diggs, Wrigley, and... Oh, Deontay jones Sorry, Diggs, Ridley, and... and uh... Oh no no! Johnson. Diggs Johnson and Godwin. I would just start the three receivers.
0: Well, you can only start two of them.
1: Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> well, then I, I would start Diggs and I Johnson. Would, I would start uh, Diggs and Johnson, or Godwin and Johnson, depending on how you feel about Diggs. Uh, I know that oh, the I, Chiefs
0: are giving up tons of points. You've got to start Diggs
1: this week. You have to understand that Stephen Diggs has not been putting up points. I do. I am
0: fully aware of that.
1: So at some point you have to realize that and. You know, put it into effect, right?
0: I'm not worried about that, though.
1: I see. So He said
0: you... 13, 8, 10, and 10 targets. Last week he had 114 yards. He'll be fine.
1: Sure. No problem. Uh, uh, I think that no matter who you start, you're going to be fine. Is that is that still in the uh, six-team league? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, if it's
0: 16, you really need to score a ton of points in order to win.
1: Joey says, need two wide receivers this week. I've got Robert Woods, Tyler Boyd, uh, Marvin Jones, uh, Cortland Sutton, and LaVisca Chenault. All right. Uh, uh, tell us if that's PPR, half PPR, or standard, and we will give you a, uh, a consideration. Um, I, I would love if that was half PPR, uh I because could be, that's what
0: you have up already well no <laughs> because that's that's
1: what i that's what i rank for so i already know that. that's answer.
0: where we start everything
1: yeah yeah so i i love tyler boyd i think tyler boyd is great but t higgins uh might be playing this particular week i have tyler boyd ranked at 22 uh in half ppr he's playing half ppr right now uh as far as uh uh Cortland sutton he's uh, ranked 21 for me right there above tyler boyd uh and we're looking at uh, some, so of the other,
0: half for sure.
1: some of the other guys that he has on on his squad uh as far as where's Wo- chenault on your list woods and chenault uh chenault is number 41 uh do you see him moving
0: up in your uh, i, I do but not until it updates? happens
1: not until it actually happens you know, until he has a hundred yards and a touchdown.
0: No, I'm saying, I'm saying this week. Do you see him moving up in your rankings?
1: Yes, maybe slightly, but not like to 25 or okay, anything. Okay. Okay. Like maybe he'll be 36. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think he will be moving up. It's it's not like suddenly DJ uh, Chark is going to come back from the dead. So this is true. Uh, so looking at um, Marvin Jones. So of those two, of Jones and Chenault, who would you rather start? Uh, Marvin Jones and and Robert Woods.
0: No, I meant of of the two Jacksonville receivers, Jones and Chenault. Who would you rather start?
1: Um, who who would I start on Jacksonville? Uh, Marvin Jones. Okay. Well,
0: I I would too. And Tennessee.
1: It might change a little bit. The they might like. What I'm saying to you is is that in my rankings tomorrow, they might like end up back to back at like 35.
0: And that's why we ask these questions. We don't ask the questions of the guys who are fifteen and thirty. Yeah, but that's an obvious. But one. I don't
1: care about that. the The point is, the question is, uh, who to start from those guys? And I think the answer is so the Tyler T- Boyd. Um, the Titans are giving up the second most points
0: to opposing uh, wide receivers. I, I think that it behooves you to the, figure the, out which receiver is going to be the better one. The in answer for me is Sutton and and Boyd. Out. Sutton and Boyd, I think I would go with Jones and Boyd because Sutton may uh, may have Drew Locke as his quarterback.
1: Yeah, yeah, but but even if he does, I mean, uh, it still has a higher upside than the other guys that we're talking about. But the Steelers bad against the pass this year? Not necessarily this, this, this. Oh, they are fifth most points to opposing wide receivers. Well, that's because there've been injuries from the defensive backs, where like Joe Hayden is I back now, et cetera. I just want
0: to know how they're doing.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, it's 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 questionable at best. <laughs> uh, okay, we got your answer. I say uh, Boyd and Sutton, and Jason says uh, Boyd and Jones. Correct? Yes. All right. Uh, one more. I traded Kyler I don't Murray. Don't mind the
0: Sutton start. Well, I do because of Locke.
1: I traded Kyler Murray – Court. well, again, that's going to change a little bit tomorrow for me. True. When I actually sit down and look at this stuff. Uh, uh, <laughs> traded Kyler Murray, Cortland Sutton, Jared Cook for Jalen Hurts, D.K. Metcalf, and T.J. Hawkinson. Did I win? And I don't you, know. Did you win this week? I, I don't know. And the you answer, have to tell us. And the answer is, uh, are you doing well in fantasy? <laughs> is do, your team winning? Would you like to make the playoffs? that's Uh, what we need to know so balloons battles which i kind of love i feel like it's an atari 2600 game title or something
0: maybe he plays the tower defense game that i play balloon
1: battle well did you win the trade and i think the answer is yes you you won the trade uh based on the players that you have for right now and their value right now
0: i concur i think you won that trade
1: so congratulations Uh, balloons battles you you have won that trade that's fantastic Uh, we don't have that much time left however uh, I would like us to go over something uh, that Jason and I prepared for this particular broadcast that is uh, we we talked about um, uh, some sleeper candidates that might be below what you would normally start at the positions of running back and wide receiver but could, could have and do have a uh, top 10 upside for this coming week. Okay. So let's have a little break while we think about on something. how we're going to discuss that. All right. And happy birthday, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> it's a busy, busy uh, show today.
0: Yeah. We should do like a late January show and give you a half birthday show.
1: So, what is the late January show?
0: I don't know. We could preview the championship weekend.
1: No one's going to tune into the late January fantasy. <laughs> it's true. What okay. do you like, fantasy Super Bowl? Is it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, the actual Super Bowl. It'd be a daily fantasy. No. Well, thanks for all those questions. That was excellent. That was a nice rapid fire uh, bunch of questions.
1: Waiting for flowers and of-
0: So when we talk about sleepers, we're talking about guys who are kind of outside of the group that you would by default start and who have upside in the top 10 of their position. So uh, first on my list is James Conner. He's playing the San Francisco 49ers this week. Last week, he was the running back eight. The week before, he was the running back 12. Didn't we
1: just talk about James Conner and you had mentioned like he's not really doing anything. Well, this is not happening anymore.
0: I believe that I have already conceded on Jalen Hurts. You know, if you can't change your mind and embrace the players that are playing well, then you're going to be bad at fantasy. That's true. So if you have a take and it's wrong, accept it and move on. Change it. Change it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so either the 49ers are going to have an injury hobble Jimmy G or Trey Lance in his first NFL start. Either way, um, Atlanta or Arizona's highest, highest scoring offense is going to be just fine. The Cardinals have scored at least 31 points every week. Uh, they could easily find themselves with some garbage time. So Car- uh, Connor's not doing a lot with his carries, but he's getting a decent amount. The carries have been going up a little bit. Uh, it seems like he's getting the short yardage work instead yeah, of do, Kyler Murray.
1: Who, who do they go to when they need to score a touchdown?
0: They go to James Connor That's in the red zone now. They don't give it to Kyler Murray. They want to preserve Kyler Murray because he is a precious flower who is going to win them a Super Bowl someday. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's far above the Andy Dalton line uh, <laughs> that, is, that is true wide receiver Kadarius Toney on the Giants goes to Dallas this week how about Kadarius last week the Giants had two of their starting wide receivers Shepard and Slayton out with injury that resulted in the Giants having their best passing performance of the season Daniel Jones threw for over 400 yards Kadarius Tony led the team in targets he had nine he caught six of them 78 yards um The Cowboys are giving up the third most points to opposing running wide receivers through four games. Tony's going to get peppered with targets again. The Giants are going to either have to keep pace with the Cowboys offense, or they're going to have to try and catch up. Either way, it's a great spot for Tony to break out. If he finds the end zone, it's, you know, he's an easy top 20 guy. If he winds up with uh, seven or eight catches and over 100 yards and a touchdown, then he can easily break into the top 10. So I like Kadarius Tony this week. And finally, I've got Zach Moss of the Buffalo Bills. He's a running back. They're going to Kansas City. So Moss was inactive week one, and after that, he's had a great season. He scored a touchdown in each of the other three games, and this week he goes up against another defense uh, who is giving up tons of fantasy points. The Chiefs are giving up the fifth most fantasy points to opposing running backs this year. Uh, Moss is gaining more of a share of the carries in the Buffalo backfield. Do you remember
1: when he was inactive in the first week? I do. He was sick, apparently. (laughs) He he was just sick.
0: Yeah. So it wasn't like, he's no good, we're going to sit him.
1: Which is kind of what we thought at first. You know, people still get the flu. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't I know it with the White Sox.
1: Believe it or not.
0: (laughs) Uh, So anyways, I think that Moss would be the guy over Singletary. I think Moss is going to have a big game in Kansas City. I say the touchdown streak continues. (coughs) Excuse me. The Bills are going to keep rolling. They've put up 40 points at least. In every game, or not 40 in every game, but they're averaging about 40 points a game during this winning streak. I think they put up another 40 against the Chiefs. And I think Zach Moss has a good game.
1: Okay, and, and I have a couple as well. And these are up on drink5.com. Again, anybody listening, please... Go visit our YouTube channel. You can find us just by searching drink five, all one word. Uh, We do have a uh, a goal this particular uh, season of getting up to a certain amount. We just started the YouTube channel. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the channel. That would be fantastic. Uh, We will send you much love, but not things yet. But soon, things.
0: Yes, but for now, love.
1: Yes, that's right. So uh, for my uh, particular sleepers, uh, I have Michael Carter. He's at Atlanta this particular week. And as predicted by many in the fantasy football community earlier this year, Michael Carter has begun to take over the Jets' backfield snaps. Now, his uh, competition uh, is Ty Johnson and Tevin Coleman. Not not so big, uh, <laughs> and he had a season-high 13 not attempts. Not insurmountable. No, definitely not. He had a season high 13 attempts last week against the titans but was only able to put up 9.4 points against the middling rushing defense uh that includes his first nfl touchdown
0: oh then he's uh, only at 34 yards
1: <laughs> it, true but but again he had 13 attempts that's his highest all year uh highest of uh, anybody i believe uh as running backs for that squad a uh, good news ahead for carter too is that the jets are are doing better Uh, He'll be going up against the Falcons in week five. The Falcons have been giving up an average of 19.9 points per week to opposing running backs. Uh, It's not likely that Carter starts to see more passing down work, Uh, just an occasional pass. He's not the passing down back, but the momentum looks good. So coming off the first win of the season, the Jets in overtime, a win that people didn't really expect. Um, Zach Wilson. No, we didn't. Led them to an incredibly good win there. Uh, and all their receivers are healthy at one time. I think that should really help uh, Michael Carter and and perhaps be the combination of fairy dust necessary for his breakout performance. Uh, maybe against the Falcons. Because if there's anybody to go up against where you do well, maybe the Falcons.
0: I know on Sunday it, there was a bunch of people around me who were following the game on their phone. And uh, it was just... Didn't expect the Jets to win. It, it was just, oh my God, I can't believe the Jets are going to win. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, LaVisca Chenault, we mentioned him earlier versus Tennessee, uh, DJ Chark injured on the fourth play of the game. So sad for him against the Bengals, getting carted off the field. Uh, broken left ankle is what he was eventually diagnosed with. It's not likely that we'll see DJ Chark for the rest of the season. So that does open up the number one wide receiver spot on the Jaguars for the second receiver, uh, second year receiver Chenault. Now, Marvin Jones is also there and it is true that he only has the second most targets in the team uh, so far this season. 28 go to to uh, 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 Chenault, and Marvin Jones has 31. Okay. But looking at the trajectory of their trending stats, Jones has fewer targets and less fantasy production for each of the past three weeks, whereas Chenault has registered an increase in receptions, yardage, and fantasy points over the same period of time. Mm-hmm. And so you know what we like is trends. Player trends are really important, a clear indication of how his usage will trend moving forward, especially with Sharks' injury. Trevor Lawrence leaned on Chenault heavily last week. I watched the whole game. It was looking at Chenault all the time as the first or second read. That was clear. Uh, And I think that uh, that he'll continue to do so against Tennessee. Who has, by the way, the league-worst passing defense, currently allowing 36.1 fantasy points per game on average? Jeez. So, Chenault should have no problem racking up enough fantasy points to be startable on your roster. Robbie Anderson's my last guy versus Philadelphia. Historically considered by many to be your classic boomer bust fantasy option, Anderson has already showcased the deep field abilities. I mean, the first week of the season, he had a 57 yard touchdown from Sam Darnold. That's yeah. exactly what you expect from Robbie Anderson, right? Yep. <laughs> now the issue is is uh, uh, more about Anderson's consistency of play and, and whether or not he can get into that same rhythm with Darnold as he did with Teddy Bridgewater last year with the Panthers. Uh, last year he had 95 receptions for over 1,000 yards. Now that seems more consistent. It's not something that we've seen from Robbie Anderson on a year-to-year basis. But this year uh, it doesn't seem to be trending that way.
0: Yeah, last year he had 5.9 receptions per game. Um, he's never even reached 4.0 in any year of his career. This year, he's only at 2.5. The trouble is that Sam Darnold is just a rushing machine and getting five rushing touchdowns in the year so far.
1: Well, McCaffrey, <laughs> McCaffrey goes out and he has two touchdowns. I yeah. know. <laughs> he's like, Who are, someone's going to rush on this team. It's going to be me. Yeah. Um, but with the Philadelphia passing defense on the wrong side of good so far this season and his targets, uh, Anderson's targets per game trending from three to six – to 11 now that's if you discount the Houston win which is 26 to 9 uh in week three Uh, now I normally don't do that for uh team wins that are in a trajectory but in this particular win 26 to 9 I saw the game it it really didn't seem like a game in which uh passing was required to win
0: it wasn't and it's a game where Houston hung in a little while but it still never felt close
1: so because of that, if you look at his uh, targets going from 3 to 6 to 11, I do like the trend of that. Uh, it's clear that Sam Darnold and the coaching staff uh, and the offensive coordinator want to give uh, Robbie Anderson more targets. The Now, granted, DJ Moore has solidified his position as the number one WR there, but I do think there is room on this offense for Anderson to be a startable fantasy threat And I think that that might happen this particular week. I I think that we might see the most fantasy points he's had so far this year, this week.
0: Okay. Uh, We have one more question from the chat room. And I just want to have a little bit of fun with this one because it's uh, a little obvious, I suppose. So, uh, Michael Chapp uh, brags to us, I mean asks us, uh, he just got Hollywood Brown and Zach Moss for Melvin Gordon and uh, Cortland Sutton. And what the subtext here says is, um, did I rape the Broncos fan good enough? Because, yes, you totally uh, you totally won that trade, and you found yourself a Broncos fan and took advantage of him uh, to the point where we may need to call the police. Well. So, yes, you won that trade by a long shot. Well, I don't necessarily. I'm not sure if you're asking for evaluation or just bragging to us, but uh, well done, well done.
1: Well, I don't necessarily condone the use of that uh, of of those uh, action words.
0: Well, I've had a few drinks, and it's the end of the show.
1: I, I do. So let's uh, not do, cancel me, please. I do agree with what they mean for that trade. <laughs> uh, so I agree. Uh, I think uh, that you've 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 generally screwed the other player. Yes. In some way.
0: And I don't think it was consensual.
1: Yeah, and it probably wasn't uh, agreed upon by both parties.
0: Yeah, I mean you have to click accept,
1: <laughs> but you know. Oh Lord okay so so thank you guys so much uh, uh, Jason do you think that you could kind of wrap this this whole thing up and and, and question are you okay with uh, having another little shot uh, or another beer to, to I've got
0: plenty of beer I'll, ha- I'll finish up a beer here before we uh, we take off okay
1: why don't you go over the if you have time the the cut list just quickly our cut cutlass for tonight I'll how about how about I stop you if there's anything in the Jay cut list that I feel so like? So at
0: quarterback, we're cutting Baker Mayfield and Trevor <laughs> Lawrence and Jameis Winston. And I have no problem with that because this is, we're talking about a one quarterback league. Cut them. And cut them all. Uh, at running back, we're going to cut Ronald Jones. We're going to cut A.J. Dillon because even though uh, uh, Aaron Jones not necessarily at 100% health, he's going to get 100% of those damn carries. And Mark Ingram, uh, and Tyson Williams. The Mark Ingram one, he his carries have been going up. Uh so I'm not sure I would cut him. Hell, I was putting in claims for him
1: this week. Congratulations. Uh chase the Houston running. But game. you shouldn't I want you to as someone who's playing me in fantasy football. Okay. I have to admit that there's a lot <laughs>
0: going on in fantasy football. And I'm thinking Mark Ingram, Baltimore Ravens. Never mind. Let's cut the guy in Houston. Yes. Okay, uh, wide receiver, we're cutting Marquez Calloway, Curtis Samuel, and Will Fuller. Um, Curtis Samuel just came back off the IR. I suppose he could come up and do something, especially with Heineke gone. But it's, I'm sorry, especially with um, Logan Thomas gone. Yeah. But it's Heineke throwing him the ball heineke has be been there.
1: doing well but i mean look uh they have they heineke. have terry mclaurin and, and like that's enough for for a quarterback that is not that good
0: and at tight end there's a lot of great streaming options none of them are Johnu smith austin hooper robert tanyan or tyler conklin
1: you know the funny thing is is everyone wanted Johnu smith and not hunter henry and now everyone's trying to get hunter henry and not John U. smith
0: I don't know why.
1: I mean, well, he has more receptions and touchdowns than Geno Smith does. So
0: the Patriots are 1 in 3 but have a positive point differential. <laughs> they are better than their record and that's because Did you
1: watch the game against the Buccaneers? I
0: did. That was like the only game I watched year. The week.
1: Patriots were very good.
0: Yes. Patriots played excellent football.
1: Arguably Belichick won that game. The
0: Patriots were good and had negative rushing yards on the game. And that's that- impressive
1: as hell. It also means that don't ever draft a New England Patriots running back.
0: Well, don't start. Don't ever start a running back against Tampa Bay
1: this year. <laughs> and both those things are true. Yes, they Hey-o. can both be true. They can both be true. That's amazing. That's okay, a, we're it, It's amazing. Everything is true. Yeah, yeah. Everything is true. So please, again, and everything uh, is false. <laughs> uh, we would love if you guys would subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just look for Drink Five. Uh, We are here tonight and uh, every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Central Time, hanging out, talking to you guys, and we look forward to it. Drink five. Drink five, everybody. Go
0: White Sox.